It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the Leinster Away edition. We're talking after the game where people are wrapping up and tidying up in the media area. My name's Alan Deegan. I've got William Davis and Dave Finn. Mm, disappointing scoreline there, isn't it, William? Yes, it's another uh, performance that suggested a lot for about 38 minutes and then Leinster just upped it, turned it on, scored a try before and after half-time. Uh, the kickoff, start of the second half, kicked directly out. That's a disaster. It set the tone for a lot of the second half. And Leinster just upped it. Look, they're a great side, we know that. They've got some really good players. Uh, Andrew Porter made a big difference coming on off the bench. He seemed to really galvanise them. And Connick had no answer for a lot of it. Some errors at times that they'll, they'll look back on. They scored three fine tries. And they did keep their heads up, or most of them did. But I think that's the sort of... But that's the sort of bend in the road performance that does ask a lot of questions. They've a lot of hard rugby to play this this next few weeks, starting next week against Stade Francais. Um, but hopefully they can bounce back from that. Other sides will come here and have the same thing happen to them on a regular basis. Leinster were smarting after last week against Ulster and they picked the players to fix it. And, you know, Josh van der Fleer, James Lowe... Uh, Luke McGraw is very impressive as well I thought captain ran the game seemed to really have a good understanding of what they were trying to do which you'd expect and it's just another rough night here we've had worse nights we've had worse performances but the scoreline doesn't lie it certainly doesn't so enough about that for the moment because we're not going to spend too long talking here because the rain is now hammering down yet again it's very cold Dave give me one or two little highlights from a conic point of view there must have been something good out there for us the first, so we say, 37 minutes was was really good. At times, we made this team look ordinary. Some of our turnovers in the first 20, 25 minutes were exceptional, especially close to our own line. Um, we asked questions of them in the first half. Um, we scored a lovely couple of tries. We have players out there who are doing things in this, shall we say, this chaotic system that Connacht are implementing. There does have to be a bit more structure to it. The, 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 the fine line between being chaotic for the opposition to have no idea what you're doing next and it being chaotic and you having no idea what you're doing next and at times it very much veered into the latter um, I agree with Will in terms of what happened in the second half I think Van der Fleer has on occasions beaten us on his own I don't think he quite did that tonight but he was damn close to it in the first half Porter was huge literally and metaphorically um, there were their D was superb and, but we breached it three times we had a little no we had, again another trip to, to up here where you can argue about rubber the green but ultimately it's 47 it's exa- almost the exact same scoreline as this week they're two completely different games they were played in two completely different ways but ultimately if you weren't here didn't see the full game and you see the scoreline there is no difference between what happened last week and this week ok so what we'll do is we'll move on to get some of the post-match audio um, hopefully we'll have some Leinster audio as well as the Connacht audio we'll see what we can get because um, it's so difficult to get this stuff these days in the in the in this COVID COVID affected world. But um, next time we'll hear us, we'll probably be sitting in a cafe somewhere, having a nice cup of coffee on the way home from the RDS. Wet and nasty, with a wet and nasty result for us as well. But just always next week. Rob again, driving. Connacht five metres, Oliver's in again to pick that ball up quickly, there's a little cross field kick there, and Hansen is in to score 
Mac Hansen, you cannot leave this man with half a metre. And that is another try for the Australian Irishman. It's gone into midfield. Peter Robb takes the pass from Kieran Marmion. Marmion again, a fast pass into midfield where Leinster offside. They certainly looked it. But Connor Oliver is pulled down three metres out. Marmion again gets the line out to Carty and Carty finds the space and in goes Sammy Arnold for the try. It's a cross again. Van der Fleer juggles it but holds on and Leinster are going to score. They're in to score. Van der Fleer, great hands. He nearly knocked it on. Hansen not quite able to get back. And the continuous play from Leinster there, something to behold. Al-Al-Tour feeds it into midfield. Harry Byrne, it's fed out to Lowe and Lowe gets the pass away and it's going to be Jordan Larmer. Larmer's just gets in. He turned back inside. Connacht thought they had him. But that is the start to the second half that Leinster wanted and it's a nominous warning for Connacht. Collected by Prendergast. Blade gets a good fast pass into midfield and Mac Hansen's away and gone and Connacht are in to score. Connor Oliver is in under the post and that's a good response. They needed that. They moved it quickly. It was a, looked like a set play and at last Connacht have got something in this second half to cheer about. Connacht miss a tackle in midfield but fair play. It's gone back but Leinster are away and gone. And McCartney is away, he's picked it back inside and in to score for Leinster is Max Deegan. Yeah, look, we were pleased to get a win, good win for us, bonus points, um, which is great. Um, great crowd there as well today, which is, you know, some difference it makes, bloody hell, to the whole mood around the place. Um, you know, so it was great energy there, I thought. Uh, look, we looked a bit scrappy, a few unforced errors, you know, guys are, they're trying hard at the start, but we're, we... We probably lack a little bit of cohesion, I think it's fair to say. So um, we're not quite where we'd like to be at the moment. Um, but you know, we've, we've a fair lot of changes uh, over the last couple of weeks. So maybe it's to be expected, short turnaround in terms of prep. You know, guys come back from November, had a week off, come back in. So you know, we train Monday, Tuesday, we we're off Wednesday. You know, light run out here Thursday. Like, and it's a, it's a short week, so trying to get that sense of cohesion and togetherness back. So... Um, and Connacht's made us pay as well. Like you know, they, you know, they, 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 they had us pinned back in this corner down here, um, and they're a good bloody attacking team as we've seen over their, the course of this season. Really, so they're scoring a lot of tries. Uh, got in for three today. Um, we got a bit better control as the, as the half went on. I thought um, really good work, well worked team try for Gary to get in. Um, you know, so so Josh through the line and Mike Alato and you know Gary scores. Um, and then for Dan's try, he shows, you know, great footwork for for a hooker. Really, he's a great athleticism as well. So, um, and then we score right after half time. So those tries either side of half time uh, are important for us in terms of the context of the game and sort of we just get enough go far, far enough away from Connacht at that point. So, and then we pick up a few other opportunities and we had the breeze and generally play down this end of the field. But even still, like Connacht were threatening all the way towards the end. So. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of parts of our game we can be better. Is the reality, um, but overall, like the level of intensity is a lot better than last week. But um, but we still, yeah, we've I think we've a fair bit to go. So well, that's the exciting part for us. And for us, we're just trying to get excited now about the next couple of weeks back into Europe and you know Bath down in the Aviv and you know hopefully we get a big crowd down there and we can try and kick on. Andy, another trip to the RDS and a, a tough night for Connacht. It looked good there at one stage in the first half, but 
try just before and after half time they that seemed to galvanise Leinster yeah they did I, I thought uh, the tries before half time was a well worked try but um, I thought it probably would have been a fair reflection 14-12 at half time but instead it was 19-12 uh, but it was the one after half time that really really damaged us you know, it, was just, it was soft mate it was a, a kick out on the full a 50-22 clever kick from, from James Lowe into a mall into a try and before you know it we're two scores down And but yeah, that's still okay but we I, I just feel like there was there was too many that went oh well, maybe this is a bridge too far and, and uh, oh, I thought the game changed after that Is there a golfing class when you see something like that happen and, and is that maybe as you've suggested there maybe between the ears as much as as in the actual skill sets that are available? Yeah, it's definitely between the ears. I mean, we're you know in the sheds afterwards. The boys felt it. You know, they just went. Too many of us stopped believing that. And yeah, that, that's that's the next part of our growth. We do belong on that football field. We are. You could see in the first half, like that was a really good arm wrestle. Two good footy teams having a go at each other. And sometimes things go your way. Sometimes they don't. But if you stay in the fight and you keep believing, you're going to be okay. And I believe we're getting there with that. But there tonight. Uh, we, we again just expose that area that we've got to keep working in The question now is you're into this run of games and Europe is up next week home game is probably very handy to start with against Stade Francais so how are you, how are you going to programme yourselves for this now, What's the, how do you recover from something like this? I think we're going to recover fine to be honest I mean, I, yeah, that hurts um, but we are up against one of Europe's best uh, who got damaged last week by a good Ulster performance. Um, we knew they were going to bounce back. And uh, I was actually really proud of the first probably 38 minutes there. I was, I was proud of other bits in the second half, but Leinster just you know, they showed their real class. So we'll take pieces out of that. William Little will tell us that, we're, that whilst it may look like we're a long way away on the scoreline, I don't believe we're that far away, to be honest with you. Um, we know we're heading into Europe next week with Stud coming on uh, on the 12th Sunday the 12th at, at uh, Sports Ground that's another great opportunity great challenge for us and I know the character of this group we will bounce back you only have to be a few percentage points off in these type of games um, and I suppose you know was losing Oshin Dowling did that make a big difference Lever for feet to having to play the full full game was that someone that just knocked you off your stride a little bit yeah well we had a couple of changes through the week we lost Niall Murray so Oshin came in then we lost Osh this morning so Lever came in uh, we probably weren't due to be playing Lever this weekend because yeah, he did such a full international program uh, with Tonga. But listen, I thought he did well out there tonight. You know, he'll be better for that game too. Um, it's 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 part of our season. You know, and, and it's and again, it's we're back into that world of uh, the unknown. Every single day, you wake up and you're not too sure what's going to come. So um, that's certainly not an excuse for us. Uh, we'll be, as I said, we'll be better for that game, and, and Lever will be better for that performance too. Andy, good to talk to you. We'll catch up again soon and uh, let's get ready for the sports ground. Good on you, William. Thank you. OK, William, that's a, a pretty frustrated Andy friend there, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh, he's disappointed with that performance. The fact that they were well in the game and then they fell off the game and really from where they were 37 minutes, 38 minutes to where it was 45 minutes was was, was pretty disastrous. Uh, just small errors I think um, it's part of the learning curve for them but they've got to be realistic it's, you know, they just aren't winning enough games they've lost four games out of seven now uh, in this competition and it's a long way back from that 
and the, the bottom line I think for him was look Leinster had a lot to play for they picked a really serious side and they upped the pace and they asked questions that Connacht didn't really have the answers for yeah, and that was always going to be the way, Dave, wasn't it? You're going to you, you, you've had two great wins in the the previous two games, and then you're going to come up against the best team in the championship. So this is when you're going to find out how good your systems were. That is true, and you're also coming up against a team that very much wants to go f u to everybody. Um, there is no team I'm more worried about when they've got a point to prove than Leinster. Uh, do you remember after Moles' last game? And they got very annoyed, but they thought we were taking the mick with that kick, and they sent down virtually everybody. Mm. I mean, and then we, and it was it was a lot tighter on the scoreboard, but they were miles. When they are annoyed, they send out the big boys to do a job and to make a point. I don't think they would have been overly impressed with their own first half. So I reckon they got a rocket at halftime, and they came out and they, as I say, they made one change, and it and we made one error, and it was you know in and of themselves both they shouldn't have had such a huge effect, but they were both. They were catastrophic for us and they were galvanising for them. And if everything that could go wrong in that 15 minute spell did go wrong, um, I have to say, you know, we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's, it's a sobering. It's a sobering defeat. It's a it's a it's a a dose of reality. I, mean, I think we have to say we now have to look back on last week and go. We played a really really bad team last week. As in the, the team that went out the, the fifteen to twenty three that went out last week. I'm not writing off the Ospreys. They could do something this season. I don't know. But last week they were they were terrible. Um, we called Ulster on a really good day for us. We can't be relying on other teams to be off because that's just, you just can't do that. And Ulster, yeah, Leinster were off in the first half. They weren't. Per- they were far from perfect. They were ragged. They have issues. Them. They know themselves. They have to deal with. But they. Yeah, saw- but, but some of that was created by Connacht. Absolute, like Connacht, Connacht's defence was pretty good in that first half, and and they created huge amounts of mm. questions in. You know, for for Leinster you, that they hadn't been asked all season. But if you look at it again, if you look at the mistakes that we forced Leinster to create, we still had to create our own tries. When we made mistakes, Leinster scored from them, and that was the problem. That was the, that was the problem all night. The only try you go one hundred and ten percent that was entirely created by Leinster is possibly Deegan's try, and I'm not even sure that we didn't give away the scrum there as well. So, um, so yeah, so it was a, it was a lot of a lot of mistakes, and it's, it's ruthlessness, and we are not ruthless. We're not consistently ruthless. Leinster have played poorly in two and a half games this year, and they've got two they've got two wins out of those three games. We're not there yet. We we can't afford to play badly. We play badly, we get beaten. Yeah, yeah, but then you know, Leinster are who Leinster are. They are the team who've won the RC for a lot. Is it three years in a row now, or four years? I can't remember. I've given up counting at this stage. Um, but they're, they're a team who want to go and win a European, a European Cup, and we're not quite at that level yet. And we still, we still have, we, we miss two or three players. We we can get away with missing one or two players, but we can't seem to miss two or three or maybe four. And losing Dowling beforehand certainly didn't help. Um, you know, and, and you know, expecting Sean Masterson to come out of you know, having played a game all season and to do something in that last fifteen minutes was maybe a big a big ask. But you know, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, but look at their best one of their best players last week was Scott Penny, he's not even in the twenty three tonight. They'd bring in Caelan Dorson side. Oh, we could think well maybe we'll put maybe we'll put um we'll put Van you know, we'll put uh, Penny on the bench. No, they bring in Josh Murphy and you know, we just don't have that level of information. I mean Josh Murphy was he fifth, sixth choice, maybe even seventh, eighth choice back row, he's still got fifty caps for Leinster. He's still on the on the periphery of possibly at sometimes 
in the past been called up to the Ireland squad. We just don't have that level of depth. I don't even know who our eighth back row would be. I'm not sure Andy Friend knows exactly who the eighth choice back row is for 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 Connacht. But if he's, he's a highly unlike, if we if, we're, if we ever find ourselves finding out who he is, we've got an injury crisis. We certainly do, and we don't need that coming into Europe, William, because that's up next. You know, I think we're we've got lucky in that we're at home first to start Francais, who've been a bit like us. They've been a bit hit and miss all season as well. So, an opportunity to chalk this one off, forget about it, learn some lessons, and you know, have a good start to the European campaign. Yeah, they've got to concentrate on that now. I don't think you can chalk this off though, because it's it's symptomatic of of too many losses. It's it's very hard to to make a shape to the rest of what they have to do. But Europe is different. Uh, Stad haven't played particularly well uh, Leicester are probably the form team in Europe they're certainly in the form team in England they're unbeaten um, that's a big challenge then Belfast then Munster at home so you know it, it's it's really tough injuries are an issue I mean Finley Bealham went off um, with a bit of a bang it looked like but these guys bounce back pretty quickly uh, but the medics are going to be busy they've got to come up with a game plan for Stad. Uh, I'm tempted to say it's old-fashioned, but a, a night like the Ospreys, if you could get that at one o'clock on Sunday, French sides don't really like that. And Connacht seem to be able to play in that. Um, so hopefully, um, not too many knocks. They can get themselves up and going, but they have to win that game. And realistically, now, if they want to do anything in this Irish Shield, they've got to win in Belfast and they've got to beat Munster. And that's a big ask. See, I don't think the Irish Shield is that important. I think they're looking at 7th or 8th place. They can still qualify for the Heineken Cup, finishing 7th or 8th, depending on a couple of other results in other areas. That's too risky. You cannot afford to do it. You know that this... It doesn't matter. The Irish Shield does matter because it means it's one more team behind you. You need to, You can't be relying on, well, we'll finish 7th or 8th. If three of the other teams are ahead of you, you're desperately hoping that... One, the way it is at the moment, we don't know what's going to happen with the South Africans next year, but if they are allowed to participate, at the moment, they're all behind us. That's Scotland-Italy group. We have to finish ahead of whoever's in, whoever wins that. That's an absolute essential. If we're ahead of whoever wins that group, we'll be in the Champions Cup next year. If we're not, it's a much more difficult task. Well, Edinburgh winning tonight doesn't do that much help for us, does it really? Uh, because they were, they were already ahead of us, so I'm not sure we're going to be able to catch them. I suppose it's the Welsh teams we'd have to stay ahead of. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's it's always hard to, to know what the Welsh teams are up to in this competition or where their heads are with it or the, the interest in it. It's all about Wales. I've said that many, many times. Um, you know, they can, they can play derby games, they can do this, they can do that. But at the end of the day, it's now about the Six Nations in Wales. Players know that, fans know it. Um, but you can, you know, there's a, tr- there's a tricky game against the Scarlets in the Six Nations. You're just looking ahead a little bit. Uh, then they've got to go to Edinburgh. Glasgow are coming here right at the end of January. Um, and that should be a game where they're actually, they don't have any other Scottish internationals. So, there is a plot through, but it's the Irish games, it's the Interpros are the issue. Um, but Europe first, and they have to get ready for that. They've got to concentrate on it. You've got to wonder, Champions Cup, yes. Would they be better off in the Challenge Cup? Maybe, but it doesn't have the same interest. Um, so let's see. I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be fascinating to see how they set up to play against a side that are not fully on it at the moment and may not really relish a trip to the sports ground on a Sunday afternoon at one o'clock No they certainly won't but at least in the sports ground the commentary position doesn't put you in a situation where somebody comes up looking for the toilet or directions to the toilet as happened to us during this game today William she wasn't very pleased with how you were ignoring her Um 
No, she seemed slightly surprised that, that I wasn't engaging with the uh, issue. Um, thankfully, Alan was a little bit more polite than me. I did not suggest anything untoward like, go away, please. I said nothing. I was sort of gobsmacked to have somebody talking to me while I'm in the middle of describing what's going on in the field. Um, but Alan uh, did help. And um, by dint of a bit of arm waving and directions, I think he got the message across. But that is a first, uh, definitely. It is indeed. OK, I'll tell you what. Let's finish on that little, little bit of a light note on pretty, a pretty dark night for Connacht and a dark night that it is here outside the RDS because we said we'd finish it off here rather than stopping the way home when we'd be too depressed at that stage. So before we finish the podcast, it's, um, we'd like to ask your support. Can you, if you're listening away to this free one, we always do a, a free match day podcast at the end of each match, let people know we exist, tell people we're out there. And if you want to help us in a more substantial way remember we've got our midweek podcast coming up we also have the coaches interview that we do after the teams have been selected every week and we put them behind the paywall at patreon.com slash craggy rugby so we also have you know a big interview with johnny o'connor the former conic legend playing legend and now fitness coach who's a fascinating character and it's a it's a really good interview um and that's behind the paywall as well. So remember, you can support the podcast, patreon.com slash craggyrugby. Join our Craggy Rugby Club. Bye, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side.